Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Hey, Axios Church. Welcome to our online service, man. My name is Laurent October, just like Pastor Eric said. Man, it is my honor to get to share this service with you. I wish I could be meeting you guys in person there in Lakeland, but, you know, circumstances happen and, and things happen, and we have to roll with the punches as the world give us now. But, man, it is my honor to get to share this message with you and get to spend a little bit of time with you, whether you're watching it, you know, on Sunday morning or maybe Monday or, or after the, the Super Bowl. You know, whenever you watch this message, it's my honor to get to share this service with you. With you. And I just want to say thank you to Pastor Eric and Jessica for, for the ability to speak and share. You know, Eric is, a, is my absolute best friend. We've known each other, uh, you know, him, me, him, and Jessica known each other just about a little bit over, close to about 14 years or so, or a little bit under that. But, but man, it has just been, been awesome to think back on just all the great stories. And one time, I'll, 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 you know, maybe next time I speak, I'll share some, some great stories of our friendships and, and some, some past things that we've done. But man, it is just, again, my honor to share the service with you. Thank you, Eric and Jessica, for the ability to, to teach your church and talk to your church. You guys are, are I almost feel like I'm a, I'm a proud uncle to, to be a part of a church, to be speaking at a church that is new, to be speaking at a church that has just been born. And man, you guys have been doing a lot of work behind the scene. All your serve team, thank you guys for all the work that you guys have done, setting up, tearing down, you know, planning behind the scenes to, to make this a reality, and I feel like a proud uncle, you know, like it's, it's my best friend's, you know, kid, and, and I get the chance to, to see you guys, and I can't wait to see you in person. I've been following you guys online, seeing growth, seeing baptism, seeing salvation. Man, you guys are, are moving there in Lakeland, and again, you know, one day I'm going to get to come down there, speak in your church, or, and just share life and, and do life with you guys. Man, again, Thank you, Eric and Jessica, for the ability to speak. Thank you, Axios Church. And, and I hope this message speaks to you. I hope it, it brings some inspiration and, it, and I hope it challenges you in a way. I'm right now, I'm speaking at my church here in, um, in uh, uh, Tucker, Georgia. I'm the operations pastor here. And, and you know, thank you for our team for the ability to record this message and send it out to you guys as well. So here we go. You know, we're going to get a talk, uh, talk today. And, and I have a few questions, a few questions that, that, that I feel like we all might relate to. But I like to start off my messages with asking a question and, and then giving us the opportunity to, to dive through those questions. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever felt alone? Have, have, you, think, think through it. have you really felt alone, like really, really alone? Now in this, in this world of COVID, in this world of digital learning and, and isolation and, and working from home, you know, maybe, maybe you feel alone more often than you wish you have. Now, have you ever feel isolated? Again, you know, we, we feel away from our families right now or, or away from loved ones. We can't travel as much as we used to. So we might have this feeling of isolation. Have you ever felt frustrated? I know if you, if you are like me, I'm a, I'm a football fan, I'm a Georgia fan, uh, I am a Falcons fan, I'm a Brace fan. Uh, it is a frustrating thing to be a fan of, of Atlanta sports. I know you guys have no idea what I'm talking about because all your sports win all the time. I, I, I love it. Love the, love the Bucks. love the fact that they're playing in the Super Bowl and they get, might have a chance to win. I love the fact that the, the Lightning have won. I love the fact that the, the, Devil Ray, I mean, the Rays have won. I mean, you guys, you guys don't know what it's like to be a frustrated fan. You, you have no idea. You know, but, but have you ever had that feeling of frustration? Have you ever had that, that, that overwhelming, worried feel? 
No, you ever been just, you just, you know, that's anxious, worrying feel, that's scared feel. You ever felt these, these, these feelings, these emotions? You know, and, and what it kind of does to us. So there's a story, you know, my wife, uh, again, one time you guys will get a chance to meet her, my, my wonderful son. So my wife and my son, uh, one time they, you know, they, they got home before I do. Me and my wife had the, the ability to work together, but they got home before I did. And, and, and every day I walk in the house, you know, if my son's ever home before me, you know, he always greets me at the door. He always runs up to me, gives me a hug or, a, you know, punch in the stomach. But, but anyways, he always comes and greets me at the door. And, and, you know, one day, you know, they got home and I was working late and, and I got the, the notifications that, you know, the garage door is open and the camera notification that, you know, that someone pulled into the driveway and, the, you know, got the notification that, the, you know, someone went into the house. And so I knew my family was home and, and they were safe. And so when I got home, you know, walked into the house and, and I was expecting, you know, the normal fanfare, you know, my, my son meeting me at the door, you know, give me a hug or punch me in the stomach, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I expected that. So I opened the door, walked through the garage door and, and there was nothing. There was just eerie silence. And so, you know, I walked around the house and, and my son loves to play hide and seek, but he's not very good at it. He's, you know, at the time he was four um, so he loves to scare me, but he, he jumps out way too early. Like, you know, when I'm like, you know, 20 feet away or in an other room, he'll jump out and try to scare me. Uh, but anyway, I was, I was walking through, you know, walking through the house and, and checking the usual places where he might be or, you know, where they're hiding. And he's not there and, you know, I'm calling his name. And, and normally you, know, you call his name and he starts laughing. Uh, so I'm calling his name, looking for him, and I, and I get nothing. I, I hear nothing. And I'm just going around the house and I go upstairs, go into his bedroom, go in our bedroom and, and I'm just looking around, okay, where is my family. And so, and I went back downstairs and I, and I look around again and, and still nobody. And I walked upstairs and look around again and still nobody. And I, and I checked the camera notifications and see when they came in. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm just starting to get a little worried. I'm starting to get a little, little, little scared here. It's like, okay, where's my family? Like, where have they gone? They're not in the backyard. You know, like what, what happened? You know, maybe they, they went for a walk or, or something and I'm calling my wife's phone and, and I got nothing. And I'll just, you know, have that, that settling. It felt like it lasted forever, but maybe it was just a, a few, min- few minutes, but it, it felt like it lasted forever. I'm sitting there just waiting and, and waiting and, and worrying about where my family is. I want to make sure they're safe. And, and it turns out, you know, and I finally heard the laughter I was, I was looking for. My, my, my wife had hid, both of them hid in this giant box, this delivery box we got, and, and they pulled this giant teddy bear over them, and, and they were just really, really quiet. It was the first time he was really, really quiet and really, really good at hide-and-seek, and, and the relief that came when I found him. But, but I, I remember all those feelings of, of being worried and being scared and being, being alone and, and just, just, just frustrated about you know, the inability to find my family. Now, that's a silly story about my family, but let me ask you this, this other question. Have you ever had that same feeling about God? Those same feelings about God that I asked you in the beginning, have you ever felt that you've been left alone by God? Now, you're going through, a, a, you have a, a tough choice to make, and you're wondering, okay, God, where, where are you? And, and you're, you're worrying that, and you have that, that worry and that, that frustration, and it, and it turns to being scared sometimes, or, or you maybe feel isolated from God. Or maybe you're going through a difficult situation. It's that same feeling again, that same feeling of, of worry and isolation and frustration. And you ask yourself, and you ask God, God, where are you. God, God don't, you, don't you care about what's going on with me right now? I, I need you to show up in a big way. God, God, where are you? 
Has it ever felt like maybe that, that when it comes to sometimes with you and God and, and, and those feelings that sometimes you're just walking through fire and you're worried? You know, I like to, the, the style of speaking that I, I like to do and, and the style of teaching is, is to speak into bottom lines that, that you might not remember everything that I talk about, all the, the fun stories and all the, the super hilarious jokes that I make. You, you might not remember all of those things, but, but I want you to remember just one thing. And if you remember absolutely nothing else, I want you to remember the bottom line. So I like to speak in bottom lines and, and bring it all the way down to a singular so you might remember nothing else that I talk about today, but I, but I want you to remember this. My bottom line is this. I am not alone, no matter where, no matter what. If you're taking notes and you love to take notes, you need to, to write that down, that, that I am not alone. You could change the I to you, to you are not alone. You're not alone no matter where. You're not alone no matter what. Today, we're going to take a look at Daniel chapter 3. I absolutely love this story. I love the book of Daniel, and I love this, this story of Daniel chapter 3. And this is where we're going to do some studying today and, and, and just take out all the points from today. So Daniel chapter 3, and this is where we are in the, in the history of the Jewish people. They, they, they've been taken captive, and the, you know, the Babylonians have conquered, and they've been taken captive by the Babylonians. And, and what the Babylonians would do is, is take the, the best and the brightest and, and of the youngest from, from Jerusalem, bring them to Babylon, and, and go through a re-education program to, to retrain them to be better servants and to be better leaders for the glory of Babylon. And so these three boys that we're going to talk about, the story of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are all about the three boys that, that were taken from Jerusalem and, and, and gone through this re-education program in Babylon. And so these three boys is what we're going to talk about today in Daniel chapter 3. So Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. Let us read it together. If you have your Bibles, or you can watch on the screen or however, just, just, let's, let's, let's write this down and, and remember what, what Daniel says. Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. King Nebuchadnezzar had made an image of gold, 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. This is this huge statue of gold. And set it up in the plains of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then he summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, uh, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other providential officials to come to the dedication that the king had set up, this image that he had set up. So the leaders, you know, all these important people, all the people with big titles, all the people with big jobs, all the, all the people with big money, you know, all these people came to the assembly, to the dedication of the image that the king had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald, the herald loudly proclaimed, nations of all people, every language and every tongue, this is what you're commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whosoever does not will be immediately thrown into burning furnace. So the first thing that we get from this, the first point, take notes, write this down. The first point is, is when the fire comes. When the fire comes, it's, it's not if it comes. It's not if we have bad situations in our life. It's not if we get unpleasant news. It's not if we will lose a job. It's not if a loved one will pass away. It's not if there'll be a breakdown in relationship. It's, it's when the fire comes. The fire will come, but, but when it comes. It's not if it will come, but when it comes. When our plans fail, 
You know, when, when a bad decision has been made by someone maybe at home in our relationship and, it, and it's affected our family and it's affecting your relationship or, or maybe it's someone made a bad decision at work and, and stole a bunch of money and your, your job is now in danger or your company is now in danger. It's not when, the, it's not if the fire will come, but when it comes, when things spin out of our control. We're in a fire now with, with COVID. And, and, and all that COVID has taken out of our world and, and all that COVID has brought to our world, the, the, the turmoil, the, 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 the stress, the crisis. Man, thank you. Like, man, I, I, Georgia, for the first time in a long time, has been a battleground state. I know you guys have been battleground states in politics for a long time. We did not enjoy it. It was just so much. It was too much, too much politics, too much information. Man, it is just overwhelming sometimes. And with the political crisis that sometimes we find ourselves in, it's just, it's just a fire. We're in the middle of the fire. But it's not if these things will happen. It's not if the fire will come, but when it comes. Psalms, Psalms 23, verse 4. First part of that, it says, Yeah, you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. David knew that he, you know, there, there comes this point to where he, he had to walk through this valley. And said, those who will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The fire comes in two ways. The fire comes in two ways. It comes by the choices that we have made. Things that are in our control. The, the, the choices that we've made with our, our relationship, the choices that we've made with our, our finances, the choices that we've made with our friends and our families. The fire comes by the choices that we make, the things that we say. Or it comes by the choices made by others. These are, these are the things that are out of our control. You had no, no control over your, your, your spouse cheating or, or your spouse leaving or, or you had no control over the decisions that your kids might have made or you have no control over the decisions that your, your parents might have made. You have no control over what has happened with COVID. When the fire comes, the things that are sometimes just, just out of our control. John 16, 33 says this, I've told you these things so that in me, so that in me, you will have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It's not if things will happen, but when they happen, how will you respond? How will we respond? The fire will come, but how will you respond to, respond to it? Again, the bottom line is, I am not alone. You are not alone. Write it down if you haven't already. Take notes. You are not alone. When the fire comes, you are not alone. So back to the story of, uh, of Daniel chapter 3. I can just imagine that the, the tension is building and, and all these important people are, are, are maybe, you know, shoulder, shoulder to shoulder and they're, they're in this, this huge area and, and it's kind of like if you've ever been to a play or your kids play or, or maybe like a, a professional um, production, you, you know, you hear the, the music building and, the, and the, the tension is rising and I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of weird, but I, I, you know, at these plays, at these events, you know, it's whenever the band is warming up, that, that, that sound of just these notes being played. I'm not a musician, so I don't know if it's intentional and all the notes are, are in an intentional way, but, but all these notes are, are being played and, and you kind of feel the, this, this anticipation of something is about to happen. And so I can just imagine the, that the tension is building at this time and, and they know that an order is getting ready to be given. 
And the order, order is giving and, and the band starts playing and gets louder. And all these people, these, these young men are, are standing in the midst of, of this crowd of crowds of, of people. And all of a sudden, everyone starts bowing down. And I can just imagine the, the sound of the, the music playing and, and the sound of, of knees bowing. It just must be overwhelming for them to do what they are about to do. And what they do is instead of bowing, they stand up. They, they stay standing in, in defiance of the king's order, in defiance of what, what, what the, um, the, guy, the person said that, hey, if you don't do this, you will be thrown into the fire immediately. They made a decision in that moment, right then and there, to stand. In the midst of everything that's going on, they made a decision to stand. Verse 18, let's hop back into the, to the scripture. I'm sorry, uh, verse 13. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And King Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Verse 15. Now, when you, I'm going to give you another chance. So get ready. I'm, I'm going to give you another chance, guys. When you hear the sound of the music, and if you're ready to fall down and worship me, then, then good. You know, we'll just rub this off like nothing ever happened. We're, we're good to go. You go about your day. I go about my day. And, and life goes on. He said, but if you do not worship, if you do not worship it, you will be thrown into the fire, into the furnace immediately. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves in this matter. If we are thrown into the burning furnace, then God whom we serve is able to deliver us from it. And we will be delivered from you. From your majesty's hands, verse 16, verse 18. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty. We will not serve your God or worship the image of gold that you've set up. Then Shadrach, then um, Nebuchadnezzar with furious, uh, was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and their attitudes towards him had changed. He ordered and commanded the strongest men that he could find in his army to tie Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and immediately throw them into the furnace. So their, their five-word response, their six-word response is what our next point is. So write this down if you're taking notes. Their five-word, six-word response is this. It says, but even if he does not. So what do we need? We need that even if faith. Even if he does not, we want you to know, King. When, when, when the fire comes, when, when all, all the stuff is just breaking loose, we need that even if faith, even if it doesn't happen. See, I, I think this is, this is a mature faith that we have in God. Because really what we want is, we don't want the even if faith. We, well, this is the kind of faith that we want. Now, I've been guilty of, of having this kind of faith. It's the faith that, that, that we, the faith that we want is the God always will faith. Oh, God's always going to change that. God's always going to make it happen. God's always going to heal. God's always, God's always, God's always. We want that faith because that, that faith is easy because, I mean, all we need to do is believe and, and God always will. You know, we, we want the, the only one I see it faith. You know, you know, I'll believe, I'll give, I'll, I'll serve, I'll sacrifice, but, but I, I, need, I need to see it first. 
So we want the, the, the when I see it faith. I got to see it first before I do something about it. Now, or, or maybe we want the, the Santa faith. Now, let's write it down in our journal. Let's write it down in our, in our prayer list. Let's write it down in our prayer walls. Let's, let's, let's write it on social media. Let's just, let's just write it down and, 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 and God's going to provide it all. Or the Amazon Prime faith. It's like, I, mean, I prayed about it, you know, you know, 24 hours ago, so it should be coming pretty soon. And if it's not, I'm going to have to, you know, get on my knees again and, and tell God, like, hey, I needed this to happen. You know, we want the Amazon Prime faith. See, faith is easy to come when we're on top of the mountain. When, when things are going well, it's, it's easy to believe. Oh, man, faith sometimes is hard to come by when we're in the valley. When we're down in the, in the low parts of our life, faith is sometimes hard to come by. The even if faith is, is even if I'm broke, busted, or disgusted, I'm going to stand. Even if I'm broke, busted, or disgusted, I will worship. Even if I'm broke, busted, or disgusted, I am not alone. So that even if faith, even if, even if you're broke, busted, and disgusted, ask yourself, will you stand? Even if things don't go your way, even if the, the fire comes, will you worship? That even if faith, even if things are going bad in your life, do you know that you are not alone? Psalms 43, verse 5, the, the psalmist wrote this. Why? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why do you disturb me? And, and, I, and I think he's, just, he's just speaking this to himself and he, he's trying to encourage himself in this. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. Someone's had to, to remind himself that even if, even though things are going bad, like God, I'm going to serve my God. Even, even though I don't feel it like right now, I, I will serve my God. The even if faith, God is my God, even if God is Laurent's God, even if God is Pastor Eric's God, even if God is filling your name, even if. That's the important thing is God is my God, even if. Let me ask you this question to ask yourself in your prayer time and your meditation time to, to really just, just ask yourself these, this question. Even if he doesn't, will I serve? And write, write two things in there. Write two things in there. Even if he doesn't what? Even if he doesn't heal my loved one, I'm going to serve. And if, even if he doesn't bring my job back after COVID, I'm going to. Even if he doesn't fill in blank. Even if he doesn't allow the bucks to win today, I will you know, whatever it might be, you know, write it down. Really think about that. You know, what is the, what is the thing that you really struggle with that, 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 that you're going to wrestle with, that, that even if faith? Remember, the bottom line is this. Even if he doesn't, I am not alone. Let's go back to verse 21. Daniel chapter 3, verse 21. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, and turbans and other clothes were bound up and thrown into the furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace was turned up so hot that the flames killed the soldiers, the ones who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men 
were firmly tied up and thrown into the furnace. Into the furnace. Into the furnace. The third point is this, and write it down. God is not an observer. God is a participant. Let me repeat that again so you get it because I want to make sure it's clear and I I want to make sure you understand this because God is not an observer. God is a participant. Verse 23 in Psalms, uh, uh, Psalms chapter 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This is David, what I read earlier. Even though I know I have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? And what David writes is, is this, that, that why God is, not just an, uh, God is not an observer, he's a participant, because David even wrote this himself. He says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The valleys will come and we have to walk through it, but we're not alone. The mountaintops will come and we'll stand on it, but we're not alone. He was with David in the valley. He was, uh, he was with the disciples when the, the storm came. He was with the thieves on the cross. And he is with you. That even, if it, that even when the fire comes, God is with you. You are not alone. Verse 24, going back to, to Daniel chapter 3. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement. Um, uh, Kim Neb- Verse 24, sorry, let me go back to this. Then Kim, ne- Kim Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Weren't there, I remember there's three men standing in front of me and, and these three men that, that we tied up and, and these three men who refused to, to, to bow down to my statue and, and worship, you know, we tied three of these guys up, right? And, and these three are the same men that, that we tied up and we threw into the furnace, right? I just, I just want to make sure that, I, that I'm seeing things clear. I understand things that we tied up three men and, and we threw them into the furnace, and they replied, certainly, your majesty. It's just, it just Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We tied them up and we threw them into the furnace. Verse 25. He said, and then, then, then I know you said three, and, and I know I said three, and, and I saw three, but, but I want you to come and see what I'm seeing because what I'm seeing is not what you're saying. So he, he told them, like, come look. I knew we tied up three. He said, look, I, I see four men walking around in the fire. I, I see four men walking around because I, I knew we took three of them and I knew we tied up three of them and we threw three of them into the fire. And my men died doing that. And, and look, I, I see not just three, but I see four of them. And not only do I see four of them, but I see four of them that are unbound. And I, and I see the fourth one doesn't just look like the, the other three that we tied up. The, the fourth one looks like the son of the gods. Now, now tell me, am I seeing things right? You're not alone no matter where and no matter what. The fire will come and you have to walk through it, but you're not alone. There's another in the fire. The fire will come in the form of divorce sometimes, but, but you're not alone. There's another in the fire. The fire will come, you know, when you have to go back to the doctor and the doctor's gonna give you some bad news, but, but you're not alone. There's another in the fire. The fire will come when, you're, when your boss calls you and say, hey, sorry, we have to let you go, or, or hey, sorry, because of COVID, the, the business hasn't come back yet. No, you're not alone. There's another in the fire. The fire 
fire will come when, when you lose a loved one or a family member, but you're not alone. There's another in the fire. The fire will come when, when your dreams of, of having a home is, is lost. And one, time, one day you have to put a for sale sign in the yard or, or go to the bank and the bank has to tell you some bad news, but you're not alone. There's another in the fire. The fire will come in a form of, of sometimes you'll go back to the doctor and the doctor will say the cancer is back, but you're not alone. There's another in the fire. Even when you're broke, busted, and disgusted, you're not alone. There's another in the fire. Axios Church, I want you guys to know there's another in the fire. We're not alone, no matter where and no matter what. God is not just an observer. He's a participant. He's participating with you there in Lakeland. He's participating with us here in Tucker, Georgia. You're not alone. There's another in the fire. I want to end with this. And Pastor Eric will tell me never to sing on his stage. And I will never insult the man by singing on the stage because I'm a terrible singer. But I want to read this, this a few verses of a song that just speaks so clearly to the point that I've made today. This is from Hillsong. There's grace when the heart is under fire. Another when, you're close, when the walls are closing in. And when I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone. There's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another in the waters holding back the sea. And should I need reminding of how I've been set free, there's a cross that bears the burden where another died for me. There's another in the fire. Verse two, all my debts left for dead beneath the water. I'm no longer a slave to my sins anymore. And I should, I, should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning? Either way, I will never bow to the things of this world. And I know I will never be alone. You, Axios Church, you, family listening to me, watching me, you, hurting dad, listening to me, watching me, you, single mom, listening to me, watching me, you, in the hospital, listening to me, watching me, whoever you are, you are not alone. God is with you. There's another in the fire. God is not a participant. God is not an observer. He is a participant. The fire will come. God said, you know, you know, you know take heart. You know, things, things will happen. But take heart. I have overcome the world. The fire will come. But when they do and how we respond is what matters most. Let us pray. God, I just want to thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people um, through, uh, with, with Axios Church and, and on behalf of Pastor Eric and, and Jessica. God, I, I just pray for whoever's listening to me right now. Whatever situation that they're in, wherever they're at in this world, and they would know that they're not alone, that you are with them, that you are participating in their pain, that you're walking through the fire with them. You're walking through the, the heat 
with them, whether it's a choice that they've made or, or a choice made by somebody else to cause the fire, but, but you are participating. And you love them. And you care for them and you will never give up on them. You will never forsake them or abandon them. God, thank you. Thank you for, for who you are to us. Thank you for loving us even when we didn't deserve it, God. Thank you for dying for us, God, while we were still sinners. God, I pray for, for Pastor Eric and I pray for his family. I pray for Pastor Jessica, God, as, as they recover from, from COVID right now, God, as, as their family has been in, in quarantine. God, I pray blessings over them. God, I pray healing over them and, and everyone else that's affected by this terrible disease. God, I pray, God, for for for. Just for, for all of this, God, to, to end, God, it's, it's worn us all out. It's worn our kids out. It's worn, you know, us out of being isolated from the world. And so I just pray for an end to COVID. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys for, for allowing me to share with you today. And, and Pastor Eric wanted me to let you know that, that you guys are going to be back in service uh, next week. And he's going to be bringing a brand new series. So thank you guys and hope you have an absolutely incredible day wherever you're at. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.